It's Robin Marshall. Sometimes when we talk about pain, we think of heartache, a broken heart, a pain in your soul, love gone awry. But today, I'm talking about real pain. As in, I just had both hips replaced. Can I tell you, I think I would have rather had given birth to another child than to go through this amount of pain? The only thing that I think was smart of me was to get both done at the same time because having the first one feel as lousy as this does, I would find it to be ridiculous that I'd put myself through it twice. But I needed to get it done. Going through chemo, the first round back in early 2015, that chemo doesn't care what it destroys. Yes, I'm lucky and fortunate that it destroyed the cancer, but it also ate all of the cartilage in my hips and left me debilitated. So, instead of waiting, I jumped at the opportunity to get them both done, just in case I have to go through chemo again. But not for one second do I want you to forget how miserable I am. It's like a witch doctor having one of those dolls that they just stick a pin in and twist. Picture that. I am not fun to be around. I have really nothing nice to say. I'm good to my employees because I have to be. <laughs> they all know what I'm going through and thank goodness that they're patient with me because I am the most impatient patient there is, no doubt. And would I recommend it to anybody in the world to do? If you were pushed up against a wall, like I was, Yes, but I would tell you you're in for the worst ride of your life. And this is only week one, so it can only get better. And my doctor is great. He looks at me and doesn't understand why I'm in so much pain. Huh, imagine that. I just got done having a conversation with the person who is with me during the days, hanging out with me and helping me. And he's taking me to the doctor tomorrow. And I said to him, I have to start pretending to be good he says, what do you mean? I said, I have to be like a nice person to my doctor tomorrow because I need him on my side. I'm not a nice person right now. In fact, I don't like him at all. Even though I know what I did was for the greater good and what he did was for my greater good, I still don't like him because I'm in so much pain. But I will be good. <laughs> I need to behave in the meantime, it's really hard to work when you have this much pain roaring through your body. Have you ever gone through it? Like something hurts so much that it devastates you. It stops you from doing the norm. Like walking. I had a physical therapist show up today and we practiced kicking one leg out while sitting upright in a chair. Now to you, that might sound like nothing. To me, I was feeling pretty damn proud of myself before I started that exercise. One kick out, I was done. And what was worse is I saw the look on her face. So she knew I shouldn't have done that stupid exercise. But there's no way of knowing unless you try it. So I'm not blaming anybody. The main reason I'm even recording this is to let you know why there was no real podcast this week. Because I can't even stand listening to myself let alone being with myself. And I wanted you to understand that I'm not abandoning anybody. I just need some time to recuperate and be me again. And I will be. I just have to be calm 
that patient patient. She's in here somewhere. She's lost, but I know she's in there. In the meantime, I'm getting texts from my kids. Everybody wants to know if I'm okay. My one daughter, who's 20, in college, just texted me, Mom, everyone in my math class failed the test, but I got a 94. (laughs) And, you know, the pain went away. Just for that minute, it was great. I used to tell her I thought she'd be president one day. I still tell her I wish she'd hurry up so she could run this term. Hell of a lot better choice than what we've got now. Insane. So I'm just going to disappear for a few days. Now you know. Hopefully you'll understand. And take my word for it if you are planning to have this done. And I understand that the knees are even harder to recuperate from. Just understand it's no picnic. It doesn't go away overnight. It takes rehab, as in serious rehabilitation, and strong nerves of steel. You might need a cape or two in your closet with a big S on the back. And don't sleep in the cape because you'll choke yourself. Words of wisdom, if you do have hip surgery or hip replacement or knee replacement, try and wear dresses instead of pants. Forget the panties. You can't bend over to take them off or put them on. And who are you going to ask to help you? Gracefully. See, there was a method to my madness. I just needed to tell you what you needed to stay away from if you're having hip surgery. Panties. (laughs) I'll talk to you on the mend. Oh, boy. Now, if we flash forward and some time has gone by... I felt the obligation to tell you of a situation that these hips got me into. Don't go anywhere. You will not believe it. It's Robin Marshall. It's Sugar Mom, and as promised, five months have gone by since I've had that hip surgery, and have I got a story for you. This is one of those you-can't-make-this-shit-up stories, and it has nothing to do with Sugar Mom. I was having a really bad day last Friday. I mean, my boss was just all in my head, in my ears, just telling me I did something the wrong way when I didn't. And, you know, it's almost fruitless to even try and argue the point, because when you do, you look like a bigger idiot. So this went on for a good hour or so online, on the phone, trying to make heads or tails of this issue. And it it was a very important issue to me, much more to me than to him, I believe. But that's just my opinion. Anyway, after about two or three hours of doing production work while on this phone call and managing my staff, talk about having lots of plates spinning in the air, I say to my admin and 
My whole staff and I talk via messenger because we're all independent workers from home. I said, I really need to go take a break. It was 2.30. I'd not taken any time to have anything to eat, and I just needed to chill out. Now, this is following five months prior. I had both my hips replaced, right? Now, that's, that's strenuous and traumatic enough. And I've come back, and I'm walking, and I'm exercising and doing everything I can to put myself in the best shape I can possibly be. And why did I do two at the same time? Because the chemo from my previous cancer ate through all the cartilage in my hips. So I had no choice. I had to do them both at the same time. I decided on my lunch break, I was going to go soak those hips in a nice, warm, leaning towards hot bath and just you know, Calgon myself away. (laughs) I picked up my razor and decided to shave my legs. I'm in the tub. Now, remember, my frame of mind is already turmoil. And now I'm, I'm starting to relax. And that's why I decided to shave my legs. Why not pick up my left leg so that the knee is just a little bit above the water. And I take the razor to start to shave my legs. And the next thing I felt, I kid you not, was the ball in the socket came out, as in dislocated, and slid inside my body. I could feel this. It was like something slithering inside of me to the right side towards my groin. Now, when something like that happens, you think you're having a dream, a really bad dream, or you react, as in me, I started to hyperventilate, put the razor down, and said to myself, this can't be real. What did I just feel? But then when I tried to move my leg, I knew it was for real. How does this happen? It was five months ago. It's not like I was doing jumping jacks or sit-ups or in the gym doing something outrageous. I was in the tub. And of all days, this is the first time I'd used the towel warmer that the kids bought me for the holidays. So my towel was across the other side of the bathroom in the towel warmer waiting for me. My phone was close to the faucet on the outside of the tub. And I'm laying with my head in the other direction, immobilized in a tub of water. What would you do? I couldn't move my leg. I tried to put it back in the socket. I know that just made you cringe. You can only imagine what it made me do because I couldn't. And so... As I sort of leaned to the right, my right leg crossed over my left leg, and it looked like I was sitting in a chair with my legs crossed, like a lady. But I'm in the tub, and I sort of scooted my body around, and I'm panic-stricken at this point to try and reach my phone. And eventually I did. I grabbed the phone. I called 911. And I'm trying to talk because the pain is so intense. I don't know if you've ever dislocated a bone before, like your shoulder or your knee or even a finger. But if you dislocate one of those bones, you can hold that arm in place or that leg in place. But if you dislocate your hip, you're screwed because you just have to stay put. And here I was calling 911. I hear the dispatch going out over the phone. And then I start to hear sirens. And I hear the woman say, woman stuck in bathtub asks for my birth date, 50-plus-year-old woman stuck in bathtub, and all the sirens are coming around my house, and I have no towel. I don't know what I was more panicked about, 
the hip, or being naked. The next thing I hear, there are people rushing in my house, and the dog is in the bathroom with me, who is not used to having people in the house, so she is jumping around like a jumping bean, and I'm screaming, I'm in here. (laughs) Oh, God. And I expected two people, like, you know, people that drive the ambulance to walk in my bathroom and help me. And I know this is their job, but it's still humiliating. But instead, seven men walked into my bathroom as I'm laying there in the tub. Jesus Christ. I said to them, everybody, get out, except for you. And I had my hand covering across my chest and my other hand covering across my important parts while I was still holding my leg in place. And I said, you go get me a bathrobe as I toe-touched the tub stopper to let the water out. It's hanging in my office on the back of my chair because I was working earlier and got so hot I took it off and just walked in to take the bath. This was a freaking nightmare. The other guys come running back in and I'm still hiding myself and they have this tarp. The guy comes running in with my bathrobe, and I finally drape it across me so I can at least move my arms. Can you imagine seven men in a bathroom to help one woman? Can't you just picture all of them hearing the same call? Whoa, woman stuck in bathtub. I'm on this one. Every time I hear a siren now, I freak out. So they roll me onto this tarp, God knows how, and four of them lift me out of the tub and put me on a stretcher. Wonderful. They carry me outside. I have no clothes, just my purse. And I say to them, can I take my dog, please? Her little cage is right over there. I'm not thinking straight. Yes, granted, nobody takes a dog to the hospital. But one of them heard me say, put the dog in the cage. And when I say cage, it's a little carry case that I take on the airplane. So as they lift me to get me into the ambulance, I say to them, where's my dog? And they say, well, we left her in the little case. And I'm like, give me a V8 slap to the head. Fine. And and they're asking me questions and, and are you allergic to any drugs? And I'm like, <laughs> because the pain was unbearable. I mean, I've given birth to five children. And I never felt anything like this before. They said to me, which hospital do you want to go to? I said, I want to go to the hospital where the doctor did the surgery, which is far away. And they said, well, I don't think we can do that. Do you want to call him? Yes. So I call the doctor while I'm laying on this stretcher with no clothes on except a backwards bathrobe that's just laying on top of me. And all I get is voicemail because this is Martin Luther King weekend. And I know this office closes whenever there's an excuse for a holiday. If there's a holiday on a Monday, they close two o'clock on Friday. And I get one voicemail that rolls into another voicemail that finally gets me to the doctor's assistant's voicemail who says on this recording, if it's an emergency, call 911. Duh. I'm here in the ambulance with them waiting to find out where you guys are. And then she says, if not, don't leave a message. Call back on Tuesday. Well, all of these guys start shaking their heads like they can't believe it. And they're snickering, snickering. I said, drive, take me to the closest hospital. I don't care. I just need this fixed. All from taking a bath. My staff doesn't even know I'm gone. I left to take a break. This is one of those are you kidding me moments. We get to the hospital. They put me on another stretcher and they take me into a trauma room because I am a trauma. 
at this point, I'm talking to myself saying, Robin, you must remain nice because I know when I'm in these situations, I start giving orders and I have very little tolerance for people that don't know how to do their freaking jobs. Okay, so I have myself in check as I'm <laughs> hyperventilating. And the one doctor says to me, okay, what happened? And my legs are crossed under this bathrobe and each person that comes in and looks at me tilts their heads to the side because they think my feet are on my legs backwards. They don't understand that my legs are crossed under this bathrobe. And one of them says to me, how is your left foot on your right leg? And I want to say, shut the front door. Are you crazy? Instead, I said it in my head. I said, you know, my legs are crossed. Oh, I never would have figured that one out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Could you just help me here? The same question comes from each person that comes into that room. How did this happen? I said, I was in the tub. And they look at me. I said, I had hip surgery five months ago. And they say, is this the hip? I said, I had both hips done. And the eyebrows go up. Everyone I say it to, which hip? Both hips. Eyebrows go up. And then they say, both hips? Nobody does both hips. I said, well, you're looking at one right now. Can you just help me fix the one that isn't working right? And I know I'm losing myself. I'm losing patience. So the nurse comes over and starts an IV that was from hell. I said to her, there's something wrong with this IV. I've never felt an IV hurt like this ever. And remember, I'm the girl that goes for blood work every week doing chemo. And prior to that, checkups every quarter. So I know what an IV should feel like. And there was something wrong with that IV. And she says, you're fine. Everything's fine. It felt like somebody pulled a very tight tourniquet around my arm. That's how bad the IV was. And they try to give me a little bit of Valium to, as they say, relax the joint. Because what had happened was exactly what I thought. The ball, the steel ball that they put in my hips to replace the bone slipped out of the socket, but didn't just slip out. It slid over all the way to the right. How does this happen? How did my doctor not give me precautions? Don't do this. Don't do that. Bend this way. Don't bend that way. Tell me something. I got nothing. It's time for them to take my hip and put it back in the socket. And I said to them, oh, no, you got to knock me out for this. You're not going to do this while I'm awake. And they go, no, we're going to give you an intermediate sedation. And I said, and that means it'll put you to sleep for 10 minutes and then we'll wake you up. Okay, I'm good with that. That's all I need is 10 minutes. If they can fix it, I'm fine. Just do it. Just please do it. I'm holding my left leg up with my right arm as it's crossed over my right leg, and I'm scared to death to let go of it because the pain is so intense. They start the IV with the drug that Michael Jackson was known for using in his untimely death, propofol or propofol, something like that. And they said, give her 30 cc's, that should do it. So they give me 30 cc's, and I'm still writhing. I'm still just shy of screaming. He says, all right, push another 30. Nothing. Nothing. I say to them, I'm always the one in a hundred that things don't work for. If 99 people get sick, I'll always be well. If a hundred people are dying, I'll live. But I'm also the one 
that if 99 people are okay, I'm not. I'm allergic to the things that 99 people aren't. I'm always that one. So there's something wrong here. It's either the IV or I don't respond to the drug. Push another 100 cc's for the girl. They push 90 more cc's. I'm up to 120 cc's of this drug, and I am exactly in the same condition I was when I got there. I said to him, start another IV. The Robin is coming out in me now. It's the New York Robin that is escaping my lips. Start a freaking IV in my other arm and give me a different drug. Please. The same nurse walks over and I said, no, a different nurse, please. Please. I was polite. I said, please. So a different nurse put an IV in. I felt nothing. Miraculously, it's the way it was supposed to have been. And they start a different drug, which I don't remember what it was called. I think it rhymed with activate. <laughs> the minute they put it in, I said to them, I'm out. And I heard one of them say, good. Boom, I was out. Ten minutes later, I wake up. My leg is in its normal position. I have no pain whatsoever. I'm fine. I'm pleasant. I'm thanking everybody. I must have said thank you 25 times to each person. That's how much pain I was in. I called my daughter from the ambulance to tell her what had happened briefly, but I was in so much pain I couldn't even get the real story out. And now I call her to say, can you please come pick me up? Because I already asked the doctors, can I take an Uber home? And they said, well, ma'am, you know, that's really against hospital policies and uh, you're not dressed. <laughs> well, <laughs> I forgot about that. So I call my daughter to pick me up. Apples don't fall too far. She says to me, my God, Mom, do you know what traffic is like out right now? And I'm thinking to myself, she has got to be kidding me, kidding me. I said to her, you come get me right now. She says, why can't you just take an Uber? You see what I mean? Those damn apples. I said, because I'm in my bathrobe. Two hours later, she shows up to pick me up. I don't know where the hell she was, but I laid there for two hours. She came to get me, brought me home. I had a brace on my leg. She didn't understand why they wouldn't let me sit in the front seat. Doctor says to her, because if for some reason you have an accident, your mother is going to lose her leg with that brace on. Oh, so they slide me in the back, bring me home. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I thought I was having a really bad day before all this happened. I really thought it was one of the worst days I could remember. And then this just put everything into perspective. And it was Friday the 13th, which I don't believe in that stuff at all. But that day, I did. So now it's three days later. I'm back to my normal self. But I'm scared because nothing caused it to come out in the first place. So what's to stop it from happening again? And I go to the doctor tomorrow. You know, the doctor with the voicemail. I finally reached them. They apologized. That made it so much better after the fact. And I'm going to go see him. And uh, there's a possibility they may have to do more surgery again. They called it something. A revision. Of all things, they call it a revision, which is what I deal with every day with my AEs that I record commercials for that are never happy, that don't proofread, and I have to do revisions for them all day long. And there's my story. Nobody would believe it.
How does a hip bone just slide out of a socket? It felt like a snake slithering inside my stomach. Now, every time an ambulance goes by, my dog and I both perk up and look. I got to get over this. I wanted to share (laughs) because that's what I do. (laughs) And if there's anybody in the world that something crazy can happen to, it's me. I hope you enjoyed because I'm able to laugh at it now, really. But during, I kept saying, I can't wait until I can laugh at this. And I hope it never happens to you. I'll talk with you again, hopefully about something normal for once. (laughs) It's Robin Marshall. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. At least you know your day is better than my day. Bye. Westwood One Podcast Production.